Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to a live episode here of Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, uh, Declan Goff out getting sloshed in Vegas. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing in Vegas today, but uh, he's on a little vacation. So Ross Brendel from the Before We Die podcast and uh, other Hubbard podcasts is uh, is piloting this plane here today. Major breaking news, not only this morning, but some developing news was Darius Smith as well. That we're going to get into here right off the bat. Presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. Adam Thielen has been released by the Minnesota Vikings. Zadarius Smith wants to be released by the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> we will get to that. We'll get to the Zadarius stuff at some point here, Judd. But um, we've been, you know, Doogie's been all over this on the scoop segments with us on Mackie and Judd for weeks and weeks that this is a real possibility. So it is a pre-June 1st. Des- it's, so it's not a post-June 1st. What does that mean? It means the Vikings are eating $13.5 million of Adam Thielen's cap number this year for him to not play for them. They will save $6.5 million. Their books will be clean of Adam Thielen's contract in 2024. But um, one of the greatest receivers in Vikings history, a story that's been told time after time again. It's one of the, it is one of the coolest stories of the last 10 or 20 years in the NFL, going from Division II practice squad to becoming a pro bowler. But uh, Adam Thielen officially gone from the Vikings. So I think there's a lot of uh, tentacles here. As you said, this is not a surprise. Doogie and I first started talking about this, and I think Doogie had insider information on this like a month and a half ago. 
Um, but I think the most important thing, so if we want to, there, there will be, there will be, um, tributes to this guy and he deserves them throughout the day today. You'll find them all over the place. They're on Twitter right now. There will be more, um, um, television and radio and podcast coverage towards that. But I'd like to talk about what you brought up, which is the decision not to make this a post June 1st cut, because ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for the, the hidden headline in this, since the release itself was fully expected, that is it. This team is now targeting 2024 very clearly as a year to be flush with cash. And think about how long it's been. It's really been since 18 when Kirk signed that this team has been has gone into a free agency period or anything with a ton of cap room. So, uh, great career. Uh, this is a this is a perfect time to split. Um, I do believe that this was as much driven by performance as contract and it's not that adam can't go to another team and catch the football he definitely can but the vikings need a speedy receiver to stretch the field we've talked about that a ton but i want i really think the most important thing here is what 2024 now holds because if you're not going to post june 1st Thielen, then you're probably not going to period you're just going to absorb cap hits it's going to hurt but phil we've talked about this a lot you know at some point in time for as much as fans say, well, the cap is fake, it's a bunch of BS, it's not. It's The question becomes, when are you going to pay the piper? Yeah. And I think what we're seeing now is 2023, the Vikings are willing to, and it, you know, it's past sins as well, so it's not all on Quasi, it's also on Spielman, but the Vikings are willing to now say, we're going to pay the piper in 23. I think that's smart, I absolutely applaud it, I love that. And if I'm trying to read the tea leaves now more than ever, I think this means that short of him coming in and going with the Mackie plan of saying, I want a pay cut to win, which I don't think he will. I think the move now is going to be allow Cousins to play out his contract. Well, do you think, oh, there's so many tentacles here. Do you think Cousins seeing Eric Kendricks, the leader of the defense, I think he is the unquestioned leader of that defense. Harrison Smith is a leader. Zadarius was a leader. Patrick Peterson, but like you could, in fact, you could even make a case that aside from Kirk, the longtime leader of the defense, Eric Hendricks, and the longtime leader of the offense in that locker room, Adam Thielen, both gone. If you're Kirk, how, how, how is this landing with you at this point? I mean, the Vikings are now, now they're in dire need of a number two wide receiver, either via free agency or via the draft, right? Their defense is, it's no longer just a thought that they may start dismantling. They are dismantling their defense. Uh, Brian Flores should help just regardless of personnel. But right. if you're Kirk at this point, are you dying to sign a long-term deal with the Vikings? I know you're coming off 13 wins, but there is, you know, throwing to Justin Jefferson provides some certainty. Right. But if and then again, like if the Vikings aren't offering a long term deal with a couple of years of guaranteed money, if the options for Kirk are play out the last year of your contract yep. or take a big pay cut on a multi year deal that gives us huge flexibility, which I think is a non starter for him. So really, the two options would, would be play out the last year of your contract, saying goodbye to Thielen, Kendricks, maybe even others, or we could discuss waiving that no trade clause. Well, yeah, I mean that's a that's a completely probably up to Kirk thing. And you know, if the Vikings got a call, I mean if the Niners called and said, We'll give you a couple of first round picks, yes, that becomes a discussion. 
But I honestly, like just from uh just from how the Vikings are working now and trying to read that and who the people are that run this team now, Phil, I honestly get the feeling that this is just way more of a calculated, like it's not a sudden house cleaning. And it's not this, we got to trade Kirk now. Now, if Kirk comes to him and says, I want out, that totally changes things. But I think this is why Dugues said that when uh, uh, Kirk was speaking to that big group from Spire, and he said what was articulated to him from those who saw Kirk was uneasiness. I think this is why. Because, I mean, today's news is not a surprise. So it's not like Kirk's like, oh, my God, they just released my best pal. Um, I really think that what we are potentially witnessing here, and if it's if it's the case, I love it, is just a calculated, um, wise dismantle. Not of players as much so, in my opinion, as salaries. It's the money. It's the like it's flexibility. Flexibility. It's flex- right. Exactly. So, like, let's just forget the players for a second. Let's just and you and they're right to do this. You've got Justin Jefferson, who's going to sign a massive contract extension that's going to kick in massively in 2025. Next spring, a year from now, you've got Christian Derisaw. You sure as hell want to sign him. So it's your own guys. It's the flexibility to make moves. It's the it's the flexibility. I think really most importantly, 13 wins was fun, but this is going to, what we're seeing transpire now is really turning the page on the Zimmer teams yeah, and the Spielman teams. And that's what they have to do. The the last gasp and the, and ultimately the Vikings owners were right. The last gasp for that nucleus was Kevin O'Connell's first year, right? It was, Hey, Zimmer took them to this not quite mountaintop, took t- took them to this mountain pass in 2017. They almost got to the Super Bowl, kind of. They got smoked, I guess, in the NFC Championship game. Then Zimmer, kind of his relationships with some of the players eroded, and it became a culture of fear, and it just kind of, it kind of, you know, spun downward. And the ownership said, let's take one more shot with some of these guys. They They decided one year ago, instead of maybe recouping some trade value for Adam Thielen at the time, we're going to do an extension and kick the can down the road. Could have maybe traded Eric Kendricks. They decided, we, we're, we're not going to accumulate draft. We're going to risk losing out on draft capital to prove that it was a coaching problem that held this team back at the end of Mike Zimmer's tenure. And ultimately, they were right. Kevin O'Connell comes in. They win 13 games. But now the cost of doing that business, was it worth it, I guess? And, and I think a lot of fans would say, yeah, it was, that was a super fun season, right? Eight fourth quarter comebacks. You know, the, the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL against the Colts. Maybe it was worth it to some extent. But you're a year too late now on Thielen, on Kendricks. You're probably a year too late on Dalvin Cook. Doogie reporting yesterday that the Vikings do have an offer in on Cook. Um, I don't know if you guys have gotten word on exactly what that offer is, but it's probably not like a second round pick. It's probably Sounds closer. Like very late round pick. Like a day three pick of some yeah, kind. Like end of the draft pick. So if they had started this process a year earlier, how bad would they have been? I don't think they would have been terrible, but you know, you know, at this point it doesn't really matter. One of the things that's really interesting here too, Judd, is the difference in tone from the Vikings on this Thielen release versus the Thielen side. So I'm not going to read these whole statements, but much like the Eric Kendricks announcement on Monday, the Vikings decided in a very buttoned-up, professional, I think, heartfelt way, this is a player that means a lot to the organization. 
It might be a Ring of Honor player in the future. We're going to do right by Eric Kendricks and Adam Thielen. We're going to give them both their a full day. We're going to announce it at 9 o'clock in the morning. Full statements from the general manager, the coach, the ownership group. You know, Quasi uh, Dofa Mensa on Adam Thielen said, Adam will forever be a part of the Minnesota Vikings family in history, setting the standard with his play on the field, being a selfless teammate, permanent impact in the community, et cetera, et cetera. Kevin O'Connell, Adam's story is one many know and admire and an incredible example of what a relentless pursuit of a goal can ultimately accomplish. This, that, you know, Walter Payton, man of the year nomination. The Wolves had a statement. They're just like, they're bowing down and lauding him as one of the great players in Vikings history, one of the great stories, which I think he is. On the flip side, uh, Adam Thielen's wife put out a post on social media. If you're wondering how, how they're feeling about this relationship ending, And she said, if you don't give someone a chance and opportunities, how do you prove your worth? Someone comes in with an opinion about you and you can't even prove them wrong. On to better things. All love. So the Vikings are saying, we love you. It's been a great run. But we have to land this plane for a bunch of different reasons. They didn't badmouth him. They didn't trash him. They didn't like deviously take away his targets. He had the second most targets on the team. It just organically happened to a 32-year-old player. No disrespect, right? But it feels like the Thielens are taking this with a huge dose of disrespect on to better things, you know? That just kind of rubs me the wrong way, I guess. Well, Katrin has been outspoken since, what, the last game of the season when she's like, this might be it, and, yeah. and has alluded to the fact that she did not think her husband got a fair shake. And you know what? My observation is this Adam Thielen didn't have a normal job he wasn't a he wasn't a junior high kid trying to play football and his coach decided he didn't like him and snubbed him this is a business it's just a business this isn't personal but you can't you know for them to think that he didn't get a fair shake first of all or for her to I don't know what what he thinks I'm going to assume he thinks the same and just goes to her but it's a ludicrous uh statement uh, Kevin O'Connell gave him tons of chances, but the most important thing here to keep in mind from the receiver angle is this. The only player that matters is Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen was not going to be a good compliment at his current skill set. And, and I mean, I am assuming that while from a Viking standpoint, this was financial from a Thielen standpoint, this was playing time. And I'm going to assume that they were that, that O'Connell who seems to be a straight shooter had told him you're going to come back as the three and we've got Hawkinson too. But, and so if you come back for a pay cut, I'm sure that they said a pay cut, you're going to come back as the three, but we need a guy on the other side of Jefferson who can stretch the field, who can run, who's fast, who's younger than you. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I find it so amusing that we never focus on, on the fact that professional sports, as far as roster construction goes, focuses on something that is illegal in the rest of the country, age discrimination. Yeah. Like but, you, that that's the whole purpose of this. So, you know, it feels like every once in a while we get an athlete here going out, you know, saying, or, or a spouse saying, oh, it's not fair. It doesn't seem fair. L- let me r- remind you of one thing. Harmon Killebrew ended his career as a Kansas City Royal. If Harmon Killebrew can have to put up with playing a final season elsewhere, then guess what? Nobody, including a kid from Detroit Lakes, is immune from that. Yeah. I get why it's not just a super clean, easy breakup. So I, I do empathize 
you're you know i think the the thing that is causing adam to feel this way is also the thing that caused him to go from division 2 to practice squad to being one of the great he just he just constantly has that fire burning to prove people wrong right and this is in in, in a lot of ways his career has kind of come full circle right his career started with him burning desire to prove people wrong the people mm-hmm. that didn't give him a division one scholarship, the people that didn't give him a combine invite, the people that didn't give him a, uh, you know, the, I think the Vikings were probably the only team that extended him uh, in off season camp invite, right? Like every step of the way. And that has been his fuel. And now as you wind things down here in the last year or two, he wants to, he wants to go out fighting. And I, I get that. But to your point, from a Viking standpoint, if their goal is to win a Super Bowl. And you got Justin Jefferson, and then you have a bunch of guys that aren't number two receivers. KJ Osborne's not a number two, even if he gets more targets. KJ Osborne's a number. Th- Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne are basically fighting over the same role, and the number two role is open, as far as I'm concerned. Agree. Whether it's a DJ Chark that comes in as a deep threat, or I mean, that's that's the big thing. As you, we'll get to the Zedarius stuff here too, but the Vikings kind of had a need last year. We kind of like last year we were talking about, boy, they should maybe look at one of these wide receivers and I, the pushback we got. Of, what what are you talking about? They got Adam Thielen. It's like, eh, he's like 31. He hasn't had a 1000-yard season since 2018. And so so last year it kind of felt like, boy, they could use another explosive young wide receiver. Well, now they desperately need one, right? It, it this goes from now being that's kind of a luxury need because you have Jefferson for me in 2003 uh, 23 NFL if you want to, you know, generate top five, you know, production and points, you need another explosive receiver here in the next two or three months, or but, you're not going to have a top five offense, top eight offense. Well, but that's what makes this move so brilliant is you force, you need to force your hand. So the luxury of, well, this guy can catch the ball is gone now. It's like, no. And and I'm telling you, Quasi and O'Connell did not get up there at separate podium sessions or speaking to the local press at the Combine last week and make up the fact that they are giving Justin Jefferson a say. I got some pushback on that. If they say it, they're giving him some say, and they should. And I'm guessing one thing he said is, did you notice we never stretched the field? And I love this whole, well, but Jefferson publicly, you know why? Because he's not a dummy. There's no reason to come out and publicly poke at Kirk or poke at Adam. Mm -hmm. You know, pay them their respect, just like the Vikings did publicly today. But if you don't think privately Kevin O'Connell... Justin Jefferson and Quazy didn't sit down and say, okay, why did we disappear offensively for huge periods of time? So the Vikings are forcing their own hand and their and their identity is offense. So I mean this all this all makes sense. And Phil, a year ago, as the Vikings re-signed Thielen and brought everybody and their mother back and said, let's just run the whole thing back. It's just great. Um, we expressed concern, I thought rightfully so, about what's the plan here? Like, are the Wilfs just telling them what to do? And I think it was a legit concern because it seemed odd to bring everybody back with a new administration. Well, I think what we're seeing now is that was a one-year thing. And my guess about why they did that right now is partially Kirk. My guess is this. Kirk had two years left at that time. And I think rightfully so now, I didn't see this at the time, but I see it a little bit more now. I think they said, let's see what Kirk can do too. So, cause Kirk's got two years left. Cause right now, if you're going to extend him, like, let's say you're going to give him another three years guaranteed. This is the time to do it. But I think what they saw was, you know what? Played pretty damn well. But if you, if anyone doesn't think that that Giants playoff game, and I know his stats were great. 
But if anyone doesn't think that that Giants playoff game had a huge impact on the overall of what the Vikings are thinking now, you're absolutely crazy. Because guess what smart people think? Well, 13 wins are cool. Kansas City used to win 13 games. Mm -hmm. But how did they get to a Super Bowl? Yeah. You you also have to keep in mind, too, that Kevin O'Connell comes from the sort of Shanahan-McVay web of offensive-mindedness, right? The Mike, Mike McDaniel over in Miami. These guys pride themselves off taking not just anyone, but like J- Jared Goff, I get, was the number one overall pick. So there's some talent there. I think people dump on Jared Goff a little too aggressively. He was atrocious before Sean McVay showed up. And they were able to insulate him with scheme, system, reads, everything. And they were leading a Super Bowl, right? Weren't they leading that Super Bowl in the second half? Yeah. Uh, on the Shanahan side, how many times? I mean, he, he boosted Matt Ryan as an offensive coordinator to have an MVP season. Matt Ryan's never played like that outside of his work with, with Shanahan. Um, and then Jimmy Garoppolo having like a 40-17 and 17 record all-time with the 49ers and then getting, uh, what's his name, Brock Purdy to win like six consecutive games and mm-hmm. to get the best out of, of Matthew Stafford. So that I think if, if you're Kevin O'Connell, you're looking around saying, well, Kirk's great. Like, we definitely don't want to just go into a complete unknown. But if Kirk's going to play hardball, do I have the confidence in myself to take a ta- someone who's reasonably talented if we have enough weapons around and a left tackle and a right tackle and, and elevate them? Yes. And that's part of the reason why you you make that higher. By the way, on the cap front, so after this Thielen move and after uh, also Blacklock took a pay cut this morning, which saves the Vikings like $600,000 or something to the cap, so... Thanks, They're Ross. making some other moves here, too. The Vikings are still $8.6 million over the salary cap, according to over the cap. Yep. They have to get compliant by Wednesday, so they have they have plenty of time here. And they've already made a couple, you know, rip the bandit off tough moves. But a Brian O'Neill restructure would get them under. Another move that would get them under, saying goodbye to Zadarius Smith. And it sounds like that's what he wants them to do according to his social media post from yesterday, where he said, quote, this is great. I just want to say thank you to Skull Nation for an amazing season and experience. Thank you to all my teammates, coaches, and the entire Minnesota Vikings organization. Exclamation point. Ian Rappaport then comes in like five minutes later and says, Pro Bowl pass rusher Zadarius Smith informed the Vikings he wants to be released, I'm told. The team has no plans to do that. The situation remains unresolved. So Zadarius goes to the Vikings or they hit some sort of an impasse and he says, I just want to I just want to get out of here. I'm out of here. And the Vikings are like, Well, no. You're under contract for one more year. And it's fairly reasonable. Like I know that you know his knee was a problem at the end of the year with the bone bruise and stuff, but like for a, a really good edge edge rusher, a fifteen million dollar cap hit and a nine million dollar base salary for him is like pretty reasonable. So the Vikings are like, Well, we're not just going to release you. We'd love to, if, if you're going to be gone, we could probably get a fifth round pick for you. And Zadarius is like, I'm going to go on Twitter. Uh, thanks everyone. I'm out of here. Uh, cleaned out my apartment and my locker. And uh, we'll just uh, talk to y'all later. See ya. Right. I sold my house. Um, he did sell his house. So, so let's go inside the contracts too here, because this, this one to me is, uh, um, if the feeling's a little bit personal, this one's pure business. There's no, like it was one and done. Uh, first of all, I think Sedarius yeah. signed a two-year contract because the Vikings were so uh, hamstrung by the cap 
that they couldn't get a one-year d- deal done. Technically, it was year. it was a three-year contract. Right. So technically I think, under contract through 2024. Okay. So I think what they did though was because to your point, now it becomes incredibly reasonable, which means if Zadarius had a halfway decent season, and we can get back to that because it, it'll be splitting hairs, that they would redo his contract. Okay. So he has what a first of ten games, fantastic. Like things are going great up until Buffalo. He hurts his knee. Then I believe he had a half a sack the remainder of the season. I think what happened was Zadarius went to the Vikings then and said, "Oh, look at I. I think he had ten sacks. Look at my sack total. Time yeah. to re up. Time to play ball. Let's play contract ball now." And the Vikings are like, "Hold on a second here, dude. You got a bad back and you had a bum knee and you weren't really good for the last portion. You still had pressures, but you weren't you know near the player." because he's going to be asking for a contract off double-digit sacks. Um, I'm also guessing at that point in time, the Vikings probably embarked on trying to trade him for a draft pick. Zadarius's post yesterday indicates to me that the Vikings, that that Z went in and said, okay, guys, you trade me? And they're like, not yet. And my guess is they can't find a trade partner. And so Zadarius then said, okay, cool, went home and put that social media post up. Hmm. And and but by doing it, it's brilliant because the Vikings are screwed now. So if See, you know, I, I would be shocked. I know that you and I disagree on this, but I'm not saying he's going to get a first round pick back. But it wasn't a structural or ligament issue. It was a bone bruise, and he played. He played every game, right? And he still, at the I end of the season, one. had like top five pressure rate and top five total pressures of any edge rusher in the NFL. He's 31. He's not 40. So he's definitely out of his prime for that position. There are some red flags with injuries, and I totally get all that stuff. Yeah, the bad back two years ago is going to be a big deal. But well, you're telling he was, me that he was much better early in the season when he was healthier too. So oh, you're ba- you're you're banking on him being healthier a year older. But you're telling me that like no team's going to give a, a, the Jaguars pick your contender that needs help getting after opposing quarterbacks that no one's going to give you a sixth round pick for Zadarius Smith. He's an what? edge rusher on a, on a reasonable contract. His social media post, though, basically cuts the Vikings off at the knees. Because if I'm the Jaguars, why am I going to give you a six-round pick when I know that you're going to almost certainly have to release him or have a very unhappy player now? So that's what I'm saying is he 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 essentially, in my opinion, and good for him, took control. Well, it's also, you know, if you're the Vikings, and, and Zadarius probably knows this, your list of things to do in the next couple of weeks is like 10 items long, right? Right. You, you, you're just trying to... Absolutely. You're, you're trying to stay ahead because you're trying to hack some of these things off your list so you have room to spend on free agents starting on Monday. Like, you need to have you need to have room between Monday and Wednesday to actually have meaningful conversations with a cornerback or a linebacker, whoever that is. And so if Zadarius can put a wrench into this and be like, well, I'm going to make this hard for you now. Right. And it does prove to your point. He came in here, and I think part of the appeal for playing with the Vikings is he wanted to get back at the Packers twice. Oh, and he had and his chance. He had his he chance to get much. after Rodgers a couple times, right? Yep, and he said as much. It was a mercenary relationship. If they were to, if they were to cut or trade him this weekend, let's say, the Vikings would, uh, they would eat $3.3 million in dead money, which is not that bad. They would save twelve point one million. So it would be nice. Like if you cut him, that's still a good chunk of change to go spend somewhere. So you, you can go and it's still fairly valuable. But it'd be nice if you could save the twelve million and also get like a fifth round pick because you only have you only have five draft picks after you got the sixth round comp pick yesterday, dude. The Niners now have like 
is it like 13 draft picks because of all the comp picks they received yesterday? So some of these teams that received a bunch of comp picks and didn't trade picks for Jalen Rager and Blacklock and whoever else are sitting in a much better position with draft capital. So if you can get anything, even a day three pick for him and save the money, that would be ideal. I think your best chance now is if you're going to move off his contract is to try and get a sixth or seventh round pick for, for Dalvin Cook. Okay. I just think Zedarius has, has basically left you high and dry now. Because if I'm the Jaguars, why am I going to want to inherit a contract and give you a draft pick when I know that you are almost certainly forced? And, you know, plus. Well, bec- because he wouldn't necessarily choose the Jaguars, right? But like I'd rather the, the take Jaguars my- could, If he has five teams that would sign him to a lesser deal and, and the Jaguars want him, then giving up a fifth or a sixth round pick is their avenue to assure that you get him. That would yeah, be I'd the rather take my chances. No, I, I guess I, if I I'm the Jaguars, it cost me a six-round pick to get a, a year I of Zedaria right. Smith. Like, I would, I would do it. I hope so. You're right. But you're right in that him putting that out there now it makes it so that the Vikings feel some pressure to just be just be done with this whole situation as soon as possible. Right? I love the savings. I will say that. I love the savings. That's a lot of savings right there. Yeah. It's like it, I think I'd feel better about the whole Zedaria thing. And we haven't even talked about like what happens with Daniil. At some point, they're going to have to confront the Daniil Hunter contract situation. Yep. Face I would feel better about the Zadarius thing if Patrick Jones was ready to step in and just be awesome, or if they had if they had someone waiting in the wings. And maybe they draft someone in the first round, and all of a sudden, okay, this makes sense. Now you have a 22 year old, 21 year old edge rusher that's ready to rock for the next five years. Don't forget too, though, that that the un- unlike the easy at Donatel system, the Brian Flores system should be a lot more aggressive. So you are going to be bringing more pressure from different places. So you're, so you're outside linebackers in, in a three, four, I guess, while it's nice if they can get home, part of the problem last year was they were the only guys who seemed to get home because you wouldn't blitz enough. So yeah. I do think that the change in scheme is going to allow for, uh, for speed to thrive and for pressure to come from d- different places. Might I suggest we might see a safety blitz? Mm. I mean, it'd be incredible. Mm. I haven't seen one of those. It's like a solar eclipse in this state Football. now. Yeah. Yeah, you got uh, Harrison Smith still roaming around there until. But, well, I guess that's my next question for you. And I'll, I'm going to shout out our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company here, too, before I, I forget. They've been uh, longtime partners of ours here, much like Thielen and the Vikings for all those years. But we're not planning on no. cutting Federated. Hopefully, they're not planning on cutting us. No, we love them. <laughs> Federated has been helping business owners navigate uh, these sometimes choppy waters of business ownership for over 100 years. You can find a full list of industries they specialize in over at federatedinsurance.com. They believe in face-to-face relationships. You're not just going to you know, have an email template relationship with your insurance company. And uh, and they bring they bring a lot of years of experience. Like I said, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Also, uh, during these next few months, we have some openings for uh, if you want to be an advertising partner of Purple Daily or any of our Score North podcasts, hit us up. Just send me an email, pmackey at scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com, pmackey at scorenorth.com. And uh, let's see if we can if we can drive some of our Purple Daily faithful to your business. We'll see if there's a fit there. Just reach out if you want to talk about a partnership. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what what do you think is next? So Zadarius is is clearly like ready yeah. to pop here. What over the weekend here? What put your little prediction hat on? What do you think is next well, for the Vikings? I think with that we need some type of resolution on Dalvin Cook, and if he's not going to take a pay cut, I just can't guarantee that he won't be traded or cut. Um, and you know the Thielen move definitely now being official does signal the fact that these guys that this is not going to be the offseason of 2022 now like they're going to, to be aggressive i think by the time that we um that we take to purple daily on monday harrison smith has taken a contract cut a trim there i think he's back but i don't think it's for uh what he was scheduled to make i think that's a that's a big one um there's got to be i guess the question on dalvin tomlinson is do you want him to hit the market are you going to try and create enough cap space to keep him is your plan to try and draft in the, the first round an interior defensive lineman, which could change that entire thing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, Phil, the biggest fish to fry here by some point in the next five days or so, six days, is Kirk Cousins. What happens there? And if nothing happens, that says everything. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, Cousins is due a huge payment on March 17th. He is. Um, that's, the, that's the first chunk of his his, yeah. ro- his. He has a $20 million roster bonus, $15 million triggers in a week. If they don't smooth out the Cousins cap hit by around the time free agency starts, that means that they are truly planning to take him into the last year of his contract. And while people might shrug about that, for this franchise, that's a very big decision. Now, yeah. I think it's so tough with Kirk because the temptation, especially now that you decided to eat a bunch of Adam Thielen's cap this year, that was a tool if you wanted to for this year. If we're just talking, there's there's two tracks here. There's how do you clear room for this year's free agent crop? And then there's how do you clear room and just get some of these bad contracts off your books beyond 2023? The Vikings could have opted to post June 1st release Adam Thielen they would have saved 13 million instead of 6 million for this year's cap which is like another player that's basically like a slot cornerback equivalent in terms of salary gap there right because they're swallowing the 13 and a half on Thielen this year does it make it more tempting to try and come to an agreement with Kirk that puts more years on the back end right or do they just cuz oh. if if they keep it rolling this if they don't do anything with his contract 
Yeah. He is the biggest contractual chip for you to you can take money off of his cap number the easiest. It's yep. the biggest chunk. You could easily save like fifteen million dollars if you restructured his contract, right? So for it almost kind of feels like they know they're gonna take a step back. They have a harder schedule. They know they're not gonna win all those close games like they did last year. They're just not. I'm not saying they're gonna be garbage, but they're it's almost like they're conceding in some ways here. All right, we're gonna we're gonna eat a bunch of cap, a bunch of dead cap here. We're not gonna have as many resources for this year's free agent class. Correct. We do feel like Lewis Seen coming back and Brian Flores schematically, we're gonna have a better defense. But it's it's gonna be hard for us to like take a step forward from thirteen wins. So let's just take our medicine now, be as competitive as we can, and have a hundred million dollars in free agency for two thousand twenty four. And in this league, that doesn't mean death. First of all, I would like to point out the Vikings are going to have to work very, very hard to be any worse on defense than they were last year. I would like to point out the offense disappeared for large chunks of games. That's not the plan. Um, You know, how you go about building in sports can be very different, but I don't think the return of household names with big contracts guarantees a damn thing. And that... The thing with Kirk, and I, I actually penned a column about this, Phil Mackey, at VikingsWire.com that you wow. can find right now. Wow. VikingsWire.com. Great plug. Pull, pull the chef, surprise winning The stuff. chef was at work. Um, sat down, divvied up a pie, gave a lot of thought to it. But the more I think about this, you guys, I think the reality is this. I think the Vikings' best play, doing what they're doing around Kirk, which I applaud, is to just let it ride out. Like, unless he comes to you and says, I want out. Like, I am not proactively thinking, you're going to trade him. I know that that's a fun conversation. I am certainly willing to deal in that world of reckless speculation. But just, like, from the Vikings' point of view with the moves that they are and aren't making, I think just allowing nature to take its course with this contract mm-hmm. is probably the most prudent thing. Yes, it's a huge cap hit. But the Thielen decision in and of itself with, what, 13 plus million of dead money going on your cap is a commitment to take on some cap pain, which, which is the reality of that is the reality of the cap. So you can say, well, the cap is fake. Blah. No, as I said before, there comes a time to pay the piper. And I think just taking on the Kirk cap pain, which by the way, it's a ton, uh, but a lot of teams are making decisions r- right now that I think are far worse than not extending Kirk. Yeah. So instead of trying to smooth out the cap hit, instead of trying to appease Kirk, instead of saying, yeah, how about three more years and blah, 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 just allow it to play out. And if Kirk wins the Super Bowl, he gets an extension. And if they lose in the first round of the playoffs or don't make it, Kevin O'Connell gets to find his own quarterback, which is the end game. You know, there's no debate about that. So I I think what we're seeing now, I actually applaud and think it's very smart. And I think that should include just allowing Kirk Cousins contract to run itself out and make a decision next year. Yeah. All right, Roscoe, what uh what's your how are you digesting these big Vikings moves, these pillar players who are being released from the organization in uh, the next couple weeks here. Well, I think this is a day, not think. No, we all knew was coming. And by day, it's actually turning into days. And Zadarius Smith will likely add to that at some point. At times, I still feel like there's a little bit of a mixed signal, like getting rid of Adam Thielen to save the six and a half million makes a lot of sense. But you could have just waited till June and saved even more. But then you would miss a wave of players. So I certainly understand that. And you'd but be I, putting seven million on next year's books. Correct. Doing that. 
Correct. I, I do. I do think to Judd's point, we are starting to see all the signs without them saying it, although they are saying it with their moves. Changes are coming. The big roster turnover is coming. It might not physically be this year because we can't afford it, but it's going to be down the road. And the Kirk Cousins, if you want to call it conundrum, the part that I start to think about when, you know, his best buddy, Adam Thielen, now leaving and other players as well, perhaps Dalvin Cook, you start to think, is this the year the Vikings dip their toe in the water again for a quarterback? We know they've been doing their due diligence. Everybody does their due diligence. I get it. Right now, they have a lack of assets. However, if you start moving some players and you get a few more assets back, Maybe it's possible. There is so much to digest here. Uh, there, there, there really is. And I know a lot of fans today, you, you feel a little personally hurt when you lose a, a favorite player. It's like losing a, a best friend that moved away. Not for, not for sports sociopath judge. No, I'm no, good. These are I'm all good. pawns on a board. They, no, they are and, chess pieces. And, and sports dad, pieces. though, you hit the nail on the head. If you really oh, want you. this this Minnesota Vikings team to compete for Super Bowls and not just be a cute little team that scratches and claws and somehow is 13 and four and then gets disposed of right away. These changes need to happen and you do need to view the players, especially the older ones more as player X player Y insert name here. Yep. I think, uh, I think you're going to feel a couple, couple more of these here Vikings fans in the next few days. Ross brought up something that I, I, and and this is in the back of my head. I don't think it happens, but it's really interesting. And and again, Quazy working the way that he does, I don't think that there's a hard and fast, I'm going to do this. I think there is a, does the opportunity present itself thought? The quarterback in the first round. It does intrigue me. Like, I, I don't think it's a sure thing. I think the price might be entirely too high. I think that there are variables, again, like the stock market, right? You're trying to judge it. But I wouldn't dismiss it. I wouldn't either. No, and I, I think dismiss it. right now, as it stands, you probably need a quarterback to fall back to you or at least into the mid to late teens because you don't have enough capital to move up at this point. But well, if somebody well, were you, to fall to you, you... You do. You could trade future first-round picks. Yeah, you could. You could. Will you they? Could, you could probably get up to like 10th because this is kind of what the Chiefs did. You could probably you could move up like 13 or 14 spots if someone fell to like, well, Panthers are going to take someone nine. I think you have to trade up to eight. But then the, if the Falcons and the Panthers both want quarterbacks, you may have to trade up to seven to get ahead of them. Yeah. Well, here's but, the other question, too. Could we see? And again, I am. I am. I think Kirk's back. I think Kirk plays out the contract. But just to dive into the deep end of the marvelous world of reckless speculation. If San Francisco called you, if the 49ers called you and they're like, okay, let's talk Kirk. And if you're going to allow Kirk to play out his contract, I don't think he's going to block a trade there. So I don't think he's going to say, whoa, I'm not going to go there. Especially if Kyle calls him and says, Kirky boy, you know, I love you. And I want to extend you. Could you work out a three-team trade that would be you trade Kirk to San Francisco and get a ton of draft capital back? Let's say it's not Trey Lance, just for now, okay? You get a bunch of draft capital back. They obviously don't have a first-round pick. But you get enough draft capital back that you can then take some of that draft capital, package it with your 2024 first-round pick, swap 2023 first-round, or or, I'm, I'm sorry, give them, no, 2024 start over, f- start over. first round pick. <laughs> Take two. I got too cute there. I got too cute there. 
basically Kirk for a ton of draft capital from San Francisco, then turn around and make a trade to try and move up that involves your 2024 draft first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Well, and is there a case to be made? It is easier for the Vikings to find a quarterback and do something this year than next year. Everybody next year, if Cousins' contract plays out, yeah, knows what the Vikings' mission is going to be because in this period next year, the Vikings are going to sign 35-year-old journeyman quarterback here if they let the Kirk Cousins thing play out. And you know that guy is either just a placeholder for a few weeks or a season. He's not actually the starter of the future. Then you go into next offseason, everybody knows, well, the Vikings need a quarterback. Does it make it tougher to find a dance partner? Um, I mean, it's so hard to project a year out because we don't know where they're going to be. If if they're if they're drafting high enough, it doesn't really matter what other teams think. They can just they can just well, that's true. Move. Um, will they be bad enough though? I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't get desperate. You have to really love one of these guys, and they would have to fall into your range. But like I've said, it would be nice if at some point you could instead of just cutting everyone and getting cap space, it'd be nice if you could get some draft capital back. So you can splash around. And that was the that, that's that, to me, that's the biggest first guess thing that we talked about a year ago, which is, OK, all right, you guys are going to just kind of redo these contracts and kick a can down the road. And awesome. Like you got that sugar high of 13 wins and then got beat at home by the Giants in the first round. Wouldn't it be nice to have like three extra draft picks having started this process a year ago? And I hate to, you know, beat that dead horse because what's done is done. It It is what right. it is. But. I don't know. It was a first guess at the time. We are we're wrong a lot, but it was a first guess. It absolutely was, but I and yes, I think that we all would have been in lockstep in doing that, but I will say this. I love what we're seeing right now and that's so like in the present they are this is the plan. I love the plan. I love the fact that they are now valuing getting these cap hits off the books. I love the, the fact that they are not catering to the veterans. Um, and making decisions that I think at least give them a chance. Because the thing about this is the reality, you know, I know the Wilfs love to make the playoffs and say, well, once you get in the tournament, you can, who knows, right? But smart people are going to say, hold on a second here, though. We have to give ourselves a chance not just to get in the tournament, but feel that we can advance through it. And that's where I think what they're doing right now gives you that opportunity in the future to at least position yourself. And if you can find the people, you got a good chance. Now well, it falls on O'Connell and Quazy and that crew to find the guys. It gives you the opportunity for the future, but Judd, to your point, it also makes the Wilfs happy this year because it's not like the roster is going to be so decrepit they can't make the playoffs or maybe even win the division. So the Wilfs will be happy that way too. True. The, yeah, the Wilfs just want to sniff around somewhere between seven and ten wins. Did you guys ever decide if it's in. Wilfs or Wilves? I'm sticking with Wilves. It's a pack of Wilves. Well, Plural. that's more fun. There is a pack of them. That's more fun. A I gaggle of wolves. That's way more fun. I think it's wolves plural, but I I like wolves more. Have you ever asked fun. Mark before you go ask? Shoot an email to Mark. I didn't see Mark. Send last a text night to, to Ziggy. Bobby Hagen retirement party going away party. I didn't wow. see Mark there. Disrespect. Is there a, 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 video. a schism between? Uh, <laughs> wow, a video for a long time. I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. That's all I know. Maybe there's a chasm between. Uh, I doubt that. All right, well, let's um, let's put a wrap on this here. I, I, I'm guessing we're going to be doing some more of these in the next few days, these little breaking news Purple Daily episodes. Um, if you could, if you're watching right now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click that subscribe button and the like button. 
you guys helped us on uh, the Apple podcast charts last year hit the top 10 of Apple's national football podcast rankings multiple times. So thank you all for making this one of the biggest football and Vikings, obviously, podcasts in the country. We are here for all of your off-season breaking news and speculation needs. That's a wrap on this live episode of Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see you tomorrow.